Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hello. That's Emilio. And uh, we're joining you this week to uh, chat about what's gone in NBA action in the past week or so. We recorded last Monday. We're now recording on uh, Sunday the 24th. Uh, before most of the action has occurred uh, this day. Yes. Uh, we watched a little bit of uh, Raptors Pacers, uh, the exciting conclusion of uh, that game a little while ago, and uh, we're down to talk some uh, NBA hoops. Yep. It's going to be fun. Yeah, let's get into it. So let's talk about, uh, I think, the biggest uh, biggest story in the NBA this past week, uh, the beginning of the uh, lineup that the uh, Nets have put together featuring uh, – KD, uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and uh, Kyrie Irving. How's that? Uh, how's that gone so far, Mills? In the early going? Uh, not great. Yeah. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, about what's gone down for the uh, for the Nets in the early going here. Um, they have just um, they, well, with when they had this team, they've lost two games to the Cavs and won one game against the Heat. But, I mean, losing two games to the Cavs isn't great, especially with their loaded team. The only problem I have about their team is, I don't know, they just really don't have any depth. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really fair point. I mean, you're looking at, at some of the uh, some of the box scores from, uh, from, from the early games they've played. I mean, they're giving big minutes to guys like uh, – or, I mean, re- really big minutes uh, to, to the starters mostly, right? I mean, and, you know, just a, a few minutes to the uh, few reasonably reliable bench guys that they've got. But, I mean, I think uh, you're looking at, you know, minutes going to uh, to the likes of uh, Timothy Luau-Cabarro and uh, Landry Shamet and Reggie Perry expected to uh, carry quite a bit of the burden off the bench. Yes. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I mean, we all know who's going to play the most minutes, but, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you're going to need contributions from the likes of uh, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green and to see what these guys are able to uh, add uh, on the buyout market as, uh, as, as the season progresses, I think. I mean, you have to imagine the Nets are going to be an attractive place for any free agents that come loose as the season progresses. Yes, for sure. And um, KD has missed the game, missed the, missed the game against the uh, Heat there. I mean, the second game against the Cavs, which is not a good sign. Yeah, I think it was anticipated he'd be missing some uh, games for maintenance purposes. I mean, uh, the uh, that game that you were referring to the was the first night of a back-to-back against the Heat as well, and he actually played in the in the second game. So I think in some of these situations where they have games on back-to-back nights, KD is going to take a rest day, um, okay. just to you know kind of keep his body fresh as the season progresses because uh, the, these games are so tightly bunched. As the season goes on, I think you're going yeah. to see that from uh, James Harden, and I mean probably to a lesser extent than uh, than Kai D, Kai D, or uh, or Kyrie. Uh, I think it's going to be a feature of the team this year, and I, I think the, the thinking probably in Brooklyn is as long as they can get to the playoffs in a reasonable seed, they're going to be pretty content. Like five or something. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll be okay to to kind of work from there and not push too too hard during the regular season, but we shall see. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about um, – we, we, we spoke a little bit about Harden uh, putting up solid numbers so far in, in Brooklyn, as you would expect with uh, with his, his new teammates and you know getting acclimated to his new surroundings. Let's talk about that Cleveland team a little bit, though. Uh, 
really impressive what we've seen from Colin Sexton in particular. Mills, uh, what, what have you seen from Colin Sexton? Yeah, I mean, he is um, really putting up the personal fouls with 3.3 a game and um, um, getting those rebounds with 2.4. Yeah, Mills uh, not exactly highlighting uh, Colin Sexton's uh, best work, but he's come out of the gate really strong to start this uh, third season of his. I mean, I've heard him mentioned in the, in a, the all-star conversation and at 22 years old coming from where he was to start his career, really an impressive climb. For sure. And um, yeah, I mean, 26.8 points per game. And he, um, oh, what was I thinking? Um, I forget, but uh, yeah. He's really taken a step forward. As you mentioned, 26.8 points per game so far this season in just a few more minutes than uh, he was playing last season, up six points per game relative to where he was last year. And you can really see he's just gotten a lot more efficient. I mean, at least in the early going, I mean, we're only 10 games in, so who knows how these things normalize as the season progresses. But, I mean, he's shooting almost 47% on three so far. So maybe unsustainable shooting, but uh, he's really knocking him down right now. I mean, and over 52%. Uh, from the floor overall. So and he's far. taking 4.7 attempts per game, too. From three, yeah. Right. And, and up uh, 19 and a half attempts per game from the floor overall. So really uh, uh, driving a, a big portion of uh, of the Cavs' offense. Uh, one, one criticism I'd often heard of, uh, of Sexton is that he's not a great distributor of the ball, and his assist number is still pretty low for, for a primary ball handler, but even those are, are up from where they were in his first two seasons. 4.2, yeah. And up from uh, from three, three in his first two seasons. Yeah, and um, also the nicknames. What I was gonna say, um, Young Bull. I mean, probably. I mean, I mean, I, he's on the Cavs, so I don't know if he's gonna make it to the Bulls. Well, I think maybe um, they'll update it and he'll be called Young Cav. Yeah. Yeah, that seems uh, seems quite possible. <laughs> anyway, Colin Sexton uh, off to a really impressive start, and we'll have to monitor him as uh, as the season progresses. See how. Uh, how he continues or whether he's able to keep up his impressive performance so far. Yeah. Let's keep moving on here. Uh, let's talk about some really impressive performances in particular from the past week. Oh, we, we should mention that that block that uh, Colin Sexton got on KD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sick. So KD's, like, going up. Like, he's putting his arm out. Arm out, like, kind of, like, wide. And he's going he's to, going up for a dunk. To throw down a dunk in what he thought was the open court, right? I know what he thought was the open court. But then Colin Sexton comes around and then – grabs the ball from KD, and I think it went out of bounds. But Yeah, and this is a, a 6-1 guy. So, I mean, yeah. like, to, to block KD at, like, you know, going up to the to the hoop is uh, pretty impressive stuff. You got to yeah. check out that uh, that video clip out there. Yes. Great. All right. Let, let's move on. Let's talk. Watching uh, that live. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk a little uh, Clint Capella, Mills. So, uh, this guy had a big week. For sure. I mean, really distributing the ball nicely. Mills obviously playing the uh, the troll on this episode. Clint Capella, not exactly a noted distributor of the ball, a guy averaging a one assist per game for his uh, career, but he does have some other uh, positive attributes. Yeah, I mean, with that game with um, 27 points, 26 boards, um, and then right after that, a triple-double with um, – uh, sorry. Um, 13 points. 13 points, 19 rebounds, and 10 rejections. 10 blocks. I mean, you don't see too many uh, triple-doubles that involve blocks. Yeah, uh, the for first, sure. First triple-double of uh, Clint Capella's career. That 27-point outburst uh, with the 26 rebounds, the uh, most points he's ever scored in an NBA game. So a monstrous game from uh, Clint Capella there, 27 and 26. 
Whew. Yeah. Five, five blocks too. Yeah. Very, very impressive stuff uh, out of him. Should note in both those games, no turnovers. I mean, really solid work from, uh, from Clint Capella. Yeah. I mean, on fire. Yeah, he's been playing well, and, uh, and and so indeed have the uh, so too have the Hawks. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, they're right in the middle, middle of the mix. Middle of the mix uh, right now. Yeah, so uh, hanging in there though. There, there's been uh, some competition from unexpected teams in the Eastern Conference thus far, the Cavs and Knicks notably, and uh, we'll see if the Hawks are able to uh, hang in there a little better than some of these surprise teams. Yes. Let's uh, move on here and talk about a uh, fine performance from uh, Bam Adebayo. This guy uh, got his career high in points just last night. Yeah, Bam Adebayo with 41 points. I mean, he's putting up numbers. I mean, that's really nice from Bam. I mean, averaging 20 points, three points per game so far. I mean, almost a block, almost a steal, and 5.5 assists, and, all, and almost nine rebounds. I mean, he's he's – off to a good start. Yeah, getting those kind of numbers, I mean, distribution numbers uh, and scoring numbers from your center is, uh, is is great stuff. I mean, and shooting, you know, over 61% this year, I mean, he's really refined his uh, his shot selection and, uh, you know, just gotten and continued to improve. I mean, this guy was an all-star yeah. last year, and he's certainly on track to uh, be right there again. For sure. I mean, he's going to be a two-time all-star. Yeah, one of the linchpins of this uh, this Miami Heat team, to be sure. And, uh, yeah, he, he just looks phenomenal and really locked in right now. Uh, Heat are relying on him at the moment. Um, I just want to mention his nicknames here. First nickname, Bam Bam, and a second nickname, Bam. Yeah, those are uh, some classic uh, classic nicknames there. Like the same word for, like, everything. Yeah, I mean you got you gotta you gotta appreciate uh, something just like that. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Nikola Jokic. I know we, we mentioned him uh, on the last two episodes because he's off to such a brilliant start. Certainly in the MVP mix. I know some people would point to his defense being pretty bad. That's fair, but uh, if you're the best offensive player in the league, that's uh, that's it's going to help your MVP case. And I think uh, so far, Nikola Jokic certainly has a claim to stake to that. And he has also gotten seven steals in the game. Uh, seven steals in a game this year. Yeah, I mean, he's got those kind of quick hands. And, I mean, we, we know what a, what a maestro he is uh, distributing the ball, and he can uh, he can take it away as well. But l- let's talk a little bit about what he's been up to uh, this past week. Yes. Um, he's been um, scoring over 20 points a game, and he's been great rebounding and assisting. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, assisting is definitely a word, and he's been uh, he's been doing it. I mean, <laughs> and not not quite at the uh, double digit assist level he was at uh, the first uh, couple of weeks of the season. We were noting earlier that uh, James Harden has overtaken him for the uh, lead in assists per game in the league. He's now a full assist per game behind James Harden, but uh, you know, still averaging almost ten assists per game. And in this most recent game against the uh, the Suns, which uh, the Nuggets prevailed in, which was double overtime. Yes, As I think it's something to note here, which is totally fair. Yeah, twenty-two boards. Twenty-two boards, yes. Uh, Twenty-nine uh, points, twenty-two boards. You know, we like those twenty-twenty games on this show, and uh, Nikola Jokic uh, serving one up along with six assists. That's some impressive yes, stuff. Yes, for sure. But I just also, also want to mention he's been um one hundred percent. I mean, one thousand percent from the free throw line um in um six games um just before these last two. Wow, that's a, a great note, Mills. I know our listeners are really going to appreciate that one. You are, guys. So, are you? 
Yeah. So, so Nicole Jokic certainly uh, on on the path to uh, to yet another All Star appearance this year, and uh, oh yeah, you know certainly no yeah, he's he's been phenomenal uh, to start the season so far. So speaking of uh, of guys who uh, maybe have, are, have been on the other side of things for a little while here, last night saw a uh, wonderful return to form from uh, Demarcus Cousins. For sure. I mean. He had a big night with 28 points, 17 boards, five assists, four turnovers, and seven, five personal fouls. Yeah, I don't know why you got to mention the turnovers and personal fouls. He almost had five, 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 five. Just one more turnover. I mean, five by five. I don't think personal fouls count. Come on. <laughs> well, he did have a phenomenal game. He was four of eight from, uh, from three as well. Uh, didn't get to watch this one, so I'm not exactly sure how it all uh, came together and how it looked out there. But uh, nice to see uh, Demarcus Cousins put sure. up a big line like that. Uh, it's been been a little while. I know he's been dealing with a lot of uh, injury frustration over the course of the last few years, and uh, we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe it's some uh, opportunity for him in uh, in Houston to uh, to turn his career back around. Let's uh, l- let's let's keep it rolling here and talk about Zion Williamson. This guy has been extremely impressive to start this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many – what is his percentage from the field? I mean, it's – um, uh, where is that? Um, God. Uh, okay, 50, 57.8% from the field, and he's averaging 23.4 points per game. I mean, he's just getting to the rim. Yeah, he's been really impressive so far. I mean, I watched uh, watched a bit of his game against uh, the Jazz. Uh, he played the Jazz in back-to-back games this past week. Really uh, going to work against uh, defenders as strong as Rudy Gobert. I mean, like, you know, ultimate rim protector in the league, but uh, not able to uh, match up with Zion uh, physically. I mean, this guy can get to the basket against just about anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Just an overpowering force and uh, and dunker and really has focused much more of his game or has really focused his game on the inside shots that he can make at a really high level of efficiency. Yeah, I mean, he has he really hasn't taken any threes. I mean, I'm looking at this and he only has attempted five threes so far and he's only hit one. Yeah, so I think, you know, long term, you really want to see his game expand to beyond the three-point line. It would add, you know, some additional flexibility. But I think for right now, I mean, he's able to get the ball in a lot of places, I mean, inside the arc and really just go to work. I mean, there are so few guys in the league who are capable of getting in his way. Yeah, I mean, he's so big. He's so big and so athletic. I mean, you don't see it all the time, but uh, certainly his, uh, you know, his ability to finish at the basket you know, it's not in question at all. I mean, you know, he, he gets close to the hoop. He's going to be able to finish that strong and uh, through contact in a lot of situations. Yeah. And the Pelicans, I mean, not really in contention, but um, they did win by 33 against the Thunder, and that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, that was back on uh, December 31st, but, uh, you know. Uh, still a big win. It, it is a I big just win. saw it on there, so I didn't want someone to mention it. But the Pelicans, I was going to say, are probably not in the mix this year, but I mean, you never know. They could um, do something. They're not a horrible team. It's true. Let's keep talking about uh, about NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this podcast smooth, is about the NBA. Smooth uh, transition there. <laughs> Let's talk a little uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, guy's been keep, helping keep the Celtics afloat this season. Uh, Mills, tell us a little bit about what he's been up to. Yeah, I mean, twenty six point nine points per game. Um, 
3.7 assists and 6 rebounds. I mean, he's been on fire. I'm lucky that I have him on my fantasy team, and uh, I'm going to crush um, Data this week, and um, that'll be good. Yeah, this Data guy. <laughs> Feel bad for him. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, he's, he's, he's talking about me. Uh, yeah, Jalen Brown uh, with, with another phenomenal week. I mean, last night, even in, in a loss, uh, sorry, two nights ago against uh, against the Sixers, uh, 42 points. I mean, really, you know, I think, you know, matching his career high from earlier in the season. And, um, yeah, he's been fantastic. I mean, really been hitting the three at a really high rate and uh, and um, it, just making a lot of field goals in general. Yeah, for sure. I mean, has been missing. Uh, 16 for 28 last, I mean, uh, two nights ago. That's uh, it's a lot of field goal attempts, but if you're converting at that kind of rate, then uh, that definitely works, especially on this Celtics team that needs a place to go on offense right now. Yeah, I mean, he's been he can hit from all over the place too. No question. All right, so let's uh, let, let's keep moving here. Let's take a, just a broader look here for a moment at the uh, the NBA standings uh, to this point. Anything uh, jump out at you? I know, I know that there are some teams in the West that have kind of asserted themselves over the course of the past week in particular. Um. Yeah. You you wanted to mention the Jazz here. They're on like a um eight game winning streak, and the Clippers on a six game winning streak. Grizzlies on a five game winning streak. So there's some teams on some nice runs right now. Absolutely, and and you know they're uh, particularly for the the Jazz and Clippers really to push themselves right up there with the Lakers at the top of the conference, a full three games clear of uh, you know the pack that's trailing them right now. Yeah, I mean, with the Blazers, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Suns, and Ma- Mavericks, and a bunch of teams are in the mix there, including I mean, the Warriors and Spurs. I can just go down the list, and they're all pretty <laughs> cool bunched up. It's true. Uh, I, I think the uh, the Grizzlies have had a number of uh, game cancellations here. I think they had three scheduled games in a row uh, postponed. I know also the Wizards have had – bunch of games postponed now exactly so you're starting to see big differences uh, looking at the standings and the number of games played for instance the grizzlies have played 15 games as you mentioned the wizards have only played 11 games so and far. the pistons like 16 games exactly so some big differences i know the nba you know designed their schedule in two halves to allow for some you know makeups you know i mean to allow them some flexibility to reschedule games that don't happen in the first half in the second half if need be so we're going to see them starting to you know tinker with uh, with all that as the season progresses here. Yes, for sure. There's going to be some rescheduling of games even in the first half. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to – and, you know, who knows what the team – like what the Wizards are going to look like in the second half of the season. I mean, it's hard to say yeah. at this point. I mean, you know, a lot of things could change between now and then between trades and, you know, free agent signings, you know, guys who are out of the mix right now or obviously, you know, other COVID-related uh, issues as time goes on, although – you know, hopefully we're, we're starting to get to the end game of that with uh, the vaccine continuing to be distributed. Uh, let's let's actually use this moment to uh, talk about the Wizards outbreak a little bit since uh, we have them on our, uh, on our mind right now. Uh, yeah, the, the Wizards uh, have really, really been beat up with injuries. I mean, just like looking at the, uh, the situation right now, let's talk about some of the guys they have out. Yeah, out for COVID is... Um... Denny Avdia, Davis Breton, Troy Brown Jr., Rui Hachimura, Ish Smith, and um, Matisse Wanger. <laughs> Moritz uh, Wagner. Uh, yes, the, the Wizards, I mean, you, really difficult to feel the team with uh, with that many guys out. And also, like, Raul Netu, Russ, and Thomas Bryant are also out. So, like, <laughs> who are they going to play? <laughs> yeah, it's pr- pretty rough. They're supposed to play a game tonight. So, I guess we're going to find out. 
They have a game against the Spurs this evening. Yeah, I, I think they'll play like Bradley Beal probably. <laughs> I would think. I would think they might. They, they might play him. Yeah. Yeah, like who do they have, bro? Like, <laughs> uh, like I can't think of anybody else. Uh, Cassius Winston. And I guess him. You're right. There's not a wait. Not not a lot going on there. I know they just signed Jordan Bell. And they've got Isaac Bonga there. Grayson Matthews. Oh, Alex Len found his yeah, way to, uh, to to the Wizards. They have a huge roster too. Yeah, they, they mean, need a huge roster. Exactly. With Drum all these guys Robinson. missing at the moment. Uh, Robert yeah, so, Lopez. Exactly. So yeah, there's uh, they're gonna they're gonna field uh, field a, a roster tonight, field a team, and uh, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But certainly they're going to be undermanned. At the moment, Anthony Gill, Isaac Bonga. Yeah, these guys are, are going to be getting getting some run, you would imagine. Yeah, I have no idea who Anthony Gill is. Yeah, I mean, there are some guys on the fringes of the NBA to be sure in this situation. Uh, let's also talk about uh, CJ McCollum. I know we got some uh, unfortunate injury news on uh, on his front. I know we weren't quite sure how that was going to play out when we recorded last week. Yeah, he will be out for um, four weeks, about, which is very rough. At least he's going to be reevaluated uh, in four weeks. That's four weeks as of the nineteenth, so another uh, you know three weeks and a couple of days, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But CJ was having a phenomenal season so far, so it's a huge loss. <coughs> Hopefully, Dan can take over though. Yeah, that's got to be the hope for now. Yeah. Uh, let's also talk quickly about uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I know he was uh, upset told, about his locker. Upset about his locker, yelled at uh, at, at the, the GM there. And uh, was uh, shown his walking papers, uh, sent to the uh, Rockets for a uh, future second rounder. I'm sure it'll be heavily protected if that's uh, haven't been announced yet. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, a talented player who now uh, moves to a new situation. And I'll see if the Rockets are able to get anything out of him. Yeah. I think the Rockets are um... <sighs> probably not. <laughs> uh, all right, so I know uh, one of the most exciting plays in uh, basketball, in your opinion, and mine as well, is the uh, – the buzzer beater, we saw one of those this week, won a game for the Orlando Magic Mills. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened? Um, can you just put up the video so I can uh, do it play by play? But yeah, it's a um it's a uh, it's a great buzzer beater. I mean, just um, on a fast break and they're down I think one actually. So Josh Kogi, I mean, sorry, Jan Vanderbilt misses a free throw. Rebound tipped to Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony puts it up. Bang. Fading to his left. I mean, to his right. And he puts it in beautifully. Nothing but net. 97-96 magic one. Yeah, epic celebration ensued and, uh, you know, well-deserved. I mean, uh, you smash a buzzer beater like that to win a ball game. I mean, as a rookie, no less, uh, you're going to be pretty pumped up about that. And the son of Greg Anthony, who got pushed over by Reggie Miller so he could get <laughs> the uh, eight points in nine seconds. Yeah, I saw that video earlier. So Yeah, you got that on the brain. All right, we're going to take a uh, quick break here, and we'll be back in uh, just a moment to uh, wrap up the show. And we're back to uh, discuss uh, some of the uh, notable players that we're seeing on the uh, NBA leaderboards to this point in the season before we wrap up this week's episode. Uh, Mills, what's uh, what's jumping out to you looking at the uh, the leaderboards uh, through about 10 games? Nikola Jokic is leading the league in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Nikola Jokic, I mean, let's talk a little bit about uh, where, where you're seeing him fall on the leaderboard so far. I mean, two-point field goal attempts. He leads the league with 229. 
Um, two point field goals made. I'm pretty sure 139. So he's missed. So he's missed only like 90. Yeah. And he's hit 139. Um, field goal attempts. Or sorry, field goals 175 for Nicole Jokic. So that means he's like only hit like 18 threes. Yeah, I mean it's not not a huge part of his game that, uh, this year, especially. Yes, but I mean, yeah, and then in minutes played. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett um, won a part there at the top. Yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, uh, Tom Thibodeau known for uh, riding his uh, best players pretty hard in terms of minutes, and that's what you're seeing there at the top. I mean, those guys have uh, have, have really been working hard for the Knicks, and uh, you know, it's, it's obviously yeah, it's been working out so far. It's true. I mean, just wonder sometimes with uh, Thibodeau teams where they don't wear down during the season. Obviously, he's been getting really good performances out of Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett has been pretty good, too. I know he set his career high uh, just the other night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys have been really good so far. I mean, I see Jeremy Grant in third in minutes played so far. Obviously, he's having a terrific season, although he finally had his 20-point game streak broken uh, broken last night as we record this. Uh, One interesting thing I noted uh, to Emilio earlier as we were uh, taking a look at the leaderboards, uh, the uh, top two field goal makers in the NBA so far this year, both uh, named Nikola. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Jokic and uh, Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, f- f- um, in um, assists, too, I mean, just raw assists, it's, um, it's Nikola Jokic. In steals, though, it's um, Larry Nance. Yeah, Larry be- Nance having a huge defensive impact in Cleveland this year. Yeah, and one behind him, or behind him is um, Kawhi Leonard, obviously. OG Ananobi, who we know is good at defense, and um, Nikola Jokic. Absolutely. Yeah, those guys have all been impressive this year. But to see Larry Nance atop the uh, Steels leaderboard, a bit surprising. Yeah. Uh, I would say. Uh, similarly, uh, you know, you would expect uh, Trey Young at- atop uh, the list, both in f- free throws and uh, free throw attempts. Well, he is. Guy really knows how to get to the line, uh, followed by uh, Joel Embiid, another uh, another guy who knows, uh, knows how to draw foul. Yeah. And they've both only missed around um, Joel Embiid with 25 free throws missed and Trey Young with 20. Yep. As you mentioned in the past, uh, Miles Turner just having an incredible block season. Yes, 53 blocks. <laughs> Coming into today. And uh, as we were watching him play a bit earlier, I believe he had six blocks today yeah. as well. So he's up to 59 and blocks. And he was popping. Yeah, Miles Turner can really shoot it. I mean, you know, he's a rare big man and that he is a phenomenal but rim protector. But he was like, they were giving it to him and he was pulling up. Yeah, he was he was pretty fired up in that game, even though they uh, unfortunately came out on the uh, the losing end of uh, that battle with the with the Raptors. But, yeah, Miles Turner having, uh, having one of these uh, really remarkable starts in terms of uh, the block numbers he's putting up to start the season. Yeah. Clint Capella, I mean, we got to mention. Ten blocks. I mean, I know we've already mentioned it, but he's fourth on the list in blocks there with 30. Yeah, pretty remarkable. I, I completely agree. We had uh, noted on the podcast previously that uh, Mitchell Robinson, I believe, had a uh, 74% uh, from the field last year. This year at uh, 66%, trailing just uh, Rashawn Holmes, who's uh, up near 68% to start the season. Yeah, I mean – Rashawn Holmes, remember um, in that episode that you said, I think he's popping threes, <laughs> and then he actually had no threes, but I actually saw a highlight earlier this season where he popped a super deep three, and it went down. So uh, that's, uh, that's what we call redemption for me. 
yes, Rashawn Holmes, not exactly known for popping threes, but definitely known for getting the ball in the basket. This guy uh, has really been filling it up in, in recent But he years. has popped some threes this year. Yes, finally uh, back to his old ways of uh, popping threes. <laughs> He's uh, one, one for, for four. four. One for four. But so he, the one he hit was super deep. It's pretty good. Um, all right, so I, I feel like we're uh, running out of steam here. Should mention that uh, Mason Jones leads the league in uh, three-point percentage so far. Our boy uh, Mason Jones from uh, last week. Yeah, I mean he he is pretty good. Yeah, he's off to a terrific start. Uh, so At least so far. Season. Yes, exactly. All right, let's uh, let, let's leave it there before uh, we we lose too much of our shape here. Uh, do want to mention I haven't been signing off with this in uh, the previous episode since we've been back, but uh, you can feel free to uh, email us if you have any. Uh, notes for us, any, uh, any any questions, any ideas at uh, BarnardsOnTheNBA at gmail.com. And you can find us on uh, on Twitter at BarnardsOnTheNBA. Yeah. Sorry, BarnardsOnNBA. Yeah. So, I mean, do that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and we'll be happy to uh, be back with you here again next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>